Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Planet Film Network. Uh, first things first, let us know, uh, does everything sound good? I can see that everything looks okay. Just let us know if everything sounds good. I am one of your hosts, Sean Monk. I'm your other host, TJ Cornwell, and today, or tonight, it's going to be all reviews. So, we will mm. be giving uh, our review of Loki Season 2, Episode 3. Yes. Yes, Episode 3. Uh... Killers of the Flower Moon, and our, I guess, in-progress review of Spider-Man 2, yeah. uh, the PS5 game that came out uh, this past Thursday, but TJ is reverbing. Well, that's no good. Uh, oh, I sound really bad. Really? Uh, yes, I just listened to it. It sounded not good. Hmm. Mm, I sound like a very bad robot. Is that through your end? I don't know. It's almost like I have a voice modulator modulator on. Now, don't get me wrong. I've messed with a few things before, uh, but nothing that should be active currently. It's fine now. It's oh. fine now. Are we good? Oh, it's good now. That's yeah. Sounded okay now. All right. Totally fine now. Okay. I don't totally know. Totally fine. Okay. I, I can't even hear it happened. on my end, which is weird. Yeah, I know. It was just YouTube. It seemed like. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so hopefully it stays like that. Uh, so yeah, Spider-Man 2. But first, as we always do, I think we're going to start off with what we've been watching. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I would like to start first and foremost okay. with uh, the show you finally got on the train of. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, it only I just... It seven, uh, or no, there's six seven weeks. episodes, but the first three came out at once. So it only took you like a month. Right, so... I need something to watch like an hour ago for an hour before mm -hmm. this. So it's like, Oh, you know what? I'll check out Gen V. Uh, cause there's no other shows that I was currently watching that had a new episode or anything like that. Yeah. So I put it on and uh really good first episode. A lot of shocking moments. I will say, uh, totally thought golden boy was going to be the homelander of this show. Mm -hmm. Not the case at all. Uh, dude incinerated himself. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers, spoilers for, for episode the one. first episode that came out a yeah. month ago. So, catch up. He incinerated himself. You know when he was talking to uh, I don't know the character's name, uh, but his like really good friend or whatever. Oh, right. I was right, like, right. oh, is he gonna like, is he gonna like kill them all? Because he's like no witnesses, you know. Uh, but no, he just killed himself. Um, she's a bloodbender. Yeah, if she gets that thing under control. I mean, she could. She, I got. I don't know her name. I forgot her name, but Marie. Uh, yeah, Marie. That opening scene. That opening. That was like. That was like just like the beginning of the boys when A Train runs through his <laughs> girlfriend, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on, dude?" Um, I think. I think it might be worse. The not to spoil no. It's definitely for worse. You, right. But they revisit that scene uh, in the yeah. most recent episode, and again. Spoilers for the Golden Boy thing, but this is just kind of like the first scene, so I'll leave it fresh for you guys. But if you haven't seen it, but the uh, her father's face mm -hmm. is like just what they the effects and the makeup and stuff that they did is like haunting. Like that mm. image of how like sharp it seems. Oh man, that is like that is a gruesome scene. <clears throat> It's very much, it's a theme, too, with these kind of prime superhero shows where they all have shocking opening episodes. Blood. Yeah. Invi Invincible does the same thing. Yeah. 
really good first opening episode. I was, you know, pretty much interested in, I'd say, all the characters so far. Clancy Brown was was an interesting character. I didn't know where we were going with him. Obviously, kind of going nowhere now. Uh, but uh, unless, I don't know, something happened. But, yeah, it just feels like the boys, but younger, basically. A lot more, lot more uh, I will say, uh, male genitalia uh, in this one episode than I think we've gotten in any season of The Boys uh, so yeah. far. I would say I actually might be positive in saying that there is that in every episode. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. That's yeah. that's how these shows have kind of rolled. Yeah, but it fits. And that, they've it set fit. up yeah, the it works. tone. Where, it's like, a college. It, it, it works. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I will say this, you know, I asked you, I think last week, like, is this show a necessity? I, you, I said to for the boys. I just, I, after one episode, I think it already kind of not. Maybe it kind of already is. I'm like, yeah. well, they're name dropping a lot of people, a lot of references to you know Starlight or Maeve or the Seven, you know, Vought, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think if you want to watch the next season of the boys, I think you have to watch the show. Yeah, and then person. Eric, I think it was Eric Kripke. Yeah, it was. He came out this week and he said that uh, the finale of Gen V will directly hand off uh, mm-hmm. to the premiere episode of The Boys Season 4. And then right. he even said the Boys Season 4 finale will directly hand off to the Gen V Season 2. Uh, mm-hmm. So he said it's going to be a direct handoff. And I mean, obviously, you've only seen the first episode. To me, just to re- kind of touch base with where I'm at with the show... I, I think the, each episode just keeps getting better. I mean, maybe mm. that maybe like a episode four or something is like, oh, this one's kind of a little calmer than the other ones, but they're all still great. Like, I, like I've been me and my roommate have both been we've been watching Gen V. She's been going crazy with Gen V. I think she's watched every episode twice. Like she, but she loves oh, the wow. boys and everything like that too. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting down starting to watch Invincible as well. But whether it's you know Gen V Invincible. Uh, Loki season two or uh, Spider-Man two, it's like four different comic book things that like are either happening right now or I'm like watching right now. Uh, they're all so different and they're all so good. Like it's mm. it's kind of crazy. Like sure maybe you could say you know the movies are not doing too hot right now. You know regardless of studio, mostly the shows honestly have not been doing too well. obviously when you're talking about shows really marvel's the only one besides the boys universe but though these ones right now that are going all at the same time are really really good and i think gen v literally tops itself every episode and the characters i can't remember if you had ever said have had you ever watched uh skins like the show with like nicholas holt in them yeah so i i love that show and it's very british and like i love you know british shows and stuff like that and uh, to go back a couple weeks, we talked about on the show, uh, Hideo Kojima's uh, tweet about this show was he was mm-hmm. like, I was worried, you know, will this be Degrassi with superheroes? Will this be, uh, you know, some, you know, uh, some other high school show? Will this be Gossip Girl with superheroes? <clears throat> and I I think I've settled on it is Skins with superheroes. And I mean mm. that in like the best way possible because Skins is a very adult show where it's skins does not it's about young people but it does not treat them as anything less than actual people with actual lives and relationships that matter and everything and that's exactly what gen v is doing it's these superheroes that are very young 
and sure they're worried about class and they're worried about relationships and stuff but they have actual stuff in their lives too and the show treats it like with respect and they don't treat them like kids and like oh look mm-hmm. at how petty these people's problems are uh and that's just one of my honestly in addition to all the awesome boys you know ness that's going on I just really like the characters. And that that's something yeah. that I was really not sure about was how I would feel about the characters. I just think that they get they get better and I get more attached to them with every single episode. Um one one question I'll have and then one prediction that mm-hmm. I think is probably a, a given just from watching that first episode. My first question is uh does she <laughs> cut her hand open a lot in this show? Cuz that's going to bother me cuz um, I get very squeamish. Oh. That kind of stuff. Trust me, man. I I was like, I had to look away. Uh, yeah. They definitely show it a couple of times, but I feel like once you kind of get the gist, they kind of skip that part a lot. Like okay. the, the really graphic <laughs> one where she's like, you know, that. Yeah, that she was like digging once. in there. In the, yeah, in... <laughs> that only happens once, I think. Maybe. I was twice. like, I was like, can we get her some like gauntlets full of blood or something so we don't have to keep doing this like yeah. like the, um, the it, only other thing is in another episode they show she doesn't cut herself she kind of yeah. like like pulls blood out like she like forms a thing and like the blood shoots out yeah which i think is better than having to watch her do it but again uh you know you'll get into it in in literally the next yeah. episode but on top of everything else with the boys kind of how they do with a train that a train's abilities themselves are kind of an analogy for like his drug use and stuff uh the character of marie and the character of emma their powers are not just cool powers they're allegories for real problems that real people face and Mm. and i think that that's really great and obviously one of them is marie's power is she has to yeah while i was watching yeah just real quick while i was watching that too marie i was like she she could be really op like you can just mess with somebody's blood. Like, imagine all those things you could do without even, like, you know, not having to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're just messing. Like, because it's not just her, right? She Because we saw, like, she saved that one lady. So, obviously, yeah. it's, like, any blood she can manipulate. Yeah. It's anyone um, else's, too. Yeah. Right. And then the other thing was, which I'm, it's probably a given, you know. It's not really a prediction. But that that kind of kid that's calling out to... What's his name? Golden Boy. I don't know if they said like that's his brother. I'm assuming that's his brother, who he thought died. I would say that's accurate. Okay, that was probably a given. I but I, you know you never know. <clears throat> oh, what happened? Couldn't I couldn't tell if it was raining or if it was like my headphones were doing something weird with my fan. Oh. Sorry, thought my window was open for a second. <laughs> but yeah, anything else on uh, Gen V? Uh, no, that's it on Gen V. I'll just run through my... I only have two other things, so I'll just mm-hmm. run through those real quick. Uh, watch Final Destination 2. So, you know, we'll get that get to that next week. And I watched Perfect Blue last night. Oh. I don't know if I want... I don't want to get into, like, a whole review. Because mm-hmm. I... I'll have a tough time... Because you haven't seen it, right? No. I'll have a tough time explaining it and all that stuff. Because it, yeah. it's really kind of mind-fucky-trippy. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't realize it was part horror movie, basically. Uh, so it was pretty scary when I was watching it last night, but amazing. I get four and a half out of star, four and a half out of five. Damn. Uh, fantastic uh, messaging themes, how it's shot, all that stuff. I just take off of half because it is a little confusing. But near towards the end, there's like multiple points where 
you know, you're thinking something is, okay, that's, that's what's real. Oh, no, that's not what's real. Oh, that, no, that's not it. And then even at the end, when what is real happens, you're like, but are we, is that real? You know, are we yeah. in reality or not? But really good. Uh, definitely recommend it. But just don't watch it at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. Maybe if Danielle was here, I wouldn't mind it so much. But because mm-hmm. I was alone, a little more scary. Yeah. <laughs> and then Palpatine showed up. And you, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, that was it. You sorry, I forgot. Yeah, that was it. I, you sorry. said it was two things. I forgot you said it's Final <laughs> Destination two. I was like, what's the other thing? So I'm gonna run through this list like crazy. So as if you watched last week's show, uh, you know I was on vacation from work, and mm-hmm. I basically entered what I would call a movie coma. Actually, the immediate day after our last show uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, I went a little. Cr- actually, correct. I want to correct myself. Uh, directly after our, after our show, meaning uh, as soon as I got home from TJ's house, uh, I rewatched uh, Joyride the fo- or mm-hmm. the previous day, and then uh, Tuesday night uh, I started with I watched X, uh, which my roommate had not seen. Uh, I had already seen that, so I wa- watched that. I rewatched uh, Train Spotting. Then uh, when I woke up. On the 18th, I was like, all right, we're doing this. Uh, and I watched uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Then I watched Ridley Scott's Kingdom of Heaven, mm-hmm. which was uh, very, very good. Then I watched Bo is Afraid, which, in my opinion, I did not like as much. I, I really think that... The, did you watch that? No, I haven't watched it. Okay, yeah. I, I, I just, pass it on the library shelf, and I go, eh, maybe not this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is three hours uh, mm-hmm. I watched a good amount of three-hour movies this week, uh, and I'll yeah. tell you, not all of them were good. I uh, I liked Bo is Afraid a lot in the first two hours, like a lot. And then the last hour, more specifically, I would say the last 30 minutes, uh, really just kind of took a nosedive for me. And then mm-hmm. the last Jeez. five minutes, like, yeah. drops into the bottomless pit wow. of hell, basically. And I was like, what are we doing? And I, and I thought that the Literally? drop into the bottomless pit of hell, I was like, oh, you're, like, kind of twisting it. And then it just doesn't mm-hmm. do anything with it. Like, oh. th- to keep it as spoiler-free right. as possible. It's just, like, the ending, like, that specific, like, last couple minutes, I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? And then it was just yeah. kind of like, never mind. I feel like that was <laughs> what people were saying was, like, you know, Ari went, Ari Aster went, like, to Ari Aster. Yeah, and I, they kind of were like, I didn't think that was you possible. Know, the studio was like, yo, do, you know, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But again, Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic. A lot of good, mm-hmm. a lot of good performances in it. And then I watched Dope for the first time. Rick Famuyu is Dope, uh, which I had never seen before. That was really good. Then I watched Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, which I had seen before. Again, really, really good. Then uh, I watched uh, Once Upon a, uh, oh my God. I watched Once Upon a Studio, which is that, mm-hmm. like, 13-minute Disney, you know, little short, basically, on Disney+, yeah. Plus, celebrating the 100th anniversary with, like, 100 characters in it. Uh, it was all right. I, 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 for some reason, I decided to take the time to actually, like, uh, write and log this on Letterboxd, but I, I agree with what I wrote. I just said, felt like it could have been a little bit more. Felt It was just mm. kind of like, oh, here's the genie, and there's one line. And then yep. it was like... Also, too, and this clip kind of went around, like, there is a, a touching little moment, and, you know, if you've watched this show at all, you know I love uh, Mary Poppins and specifically Saving Mr. Banks. 
And there's a little Saving Mr. Banks reference uh, and a little, you know, Walt Disney moment in this where Mickey, like, looks at Walt's portrait and you hear uh, the instrumental chords for Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins, uh, Mm -hmm. which, if you've seen Saving Mr. Banks, was his favorite song. Uh, And it's just kind of like a two-second thing and Mickey's like, well, you're dead, but I'll take care of them all. And I'm like, that's kind of it? Like, you're going to celebrate 100 years and you only have, like, this four-second moment? It just felt like it was kind of a good idea. I was going to say 100 100 years and nine minutes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Then, that same day, I watched Goodfellas before uh, we went and saw Killers of the Flower Moon. I then watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, Then the next day, I watched Nightmare Before Christmas because that's back in theaters right now. That movie is so good. It's insane. It's 72 minutes, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wow, it's so good. And then, man, these next two movies that I watched, both of them rewatches. Yeah, this one. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I watched (laughs) Back to the Future uh, in theaters, which is actually the third time that I've seen Back to the Future in theaters. Uh, I didn't know it came back. Yeah, it's, it came back, because this is Back to the Future week, so it came back on the 21st, oh. and then I believe we're doing another showing tomorrow. I think we're doing oh. another showing tomorrow, if you can catch it, uh, and then it's gone you know, gone until probably next couple years. Man, that movie on the big screen is so, so good. Uh, like, that is just, like, the most, like, fist-pumping, like, rah-rah movie, so mm-hmm. it everybody in it is great. Then... I came home uh, and I watched Ambulance. Rewatched Ambulance, and I gotta say, yeah, my star rating changed. It just hit me in the right spot, and I was like, "Wow, Michael Bay is—he might be the best filmmaker of all time." Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just not the of all time, but like, there is just a level that Jake Gyllenhaal is going to in this. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, yeah. So the first time I saw it, I think I gave it three stars. This time I gave it five stars. That movie is like a two-hour and seven-minute wall-to-wall absolute thrill ride that is, like, insane. And, Jake, like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal is going to a level that is, like, just in absolute insanity and mania. Uh, and then Yahya Abdul-Mateen, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II is really good in it, too, as is uh, uh, Eliza Gonzalez uh, as kind of basically the main character. She's the main T that the movie mm-hmm. is kind of following. And just the cinematography and just, like, one of those, you know, you know, people so say So you really about, like those drone shots? See, the first time I, that was, like, my biggest sticking point was the drone shots. Watching it mm. at home, uh, they did not bother me as much. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I will say that. Because the first time I was, like, I was almost, like, getting ready to get sick in the theater. They were yeah. so, like, intense and violent. But it just, it just hit me in the right mood. You know what I mean? It just hit me in the right mood, and I was like, wow, this is a really good movie. But I got to take it back to the library, but who knows? Maybe I'll rewatch it before that. Uh, and then just throughout that, I've been playing Spider-Man and, and watching a little bit of uh, Invincible uh, kind mm. of throughout there. But that's it. That's all I've been watching, uh, which was a lot, but you know, <clears throat> only because I was on vacation. If I was not on vacation, right. it would not be that much. All right, so where do we want to start? Uh, let's Which actually, review? I want to take a minute. I just want to talk a little bit about, uh, Doctor Who for a second. Oh, right. Um, yeah. so it's not really a review and I haven't really thought about exactly the specifics of what I want to talk about, but just 
this Disney thing is cool. But also, I'm a little confused and a little concerned that it is the it's the end of October. And these specials mm-hmm. are supposed to start in November. And we've had multiple trailers, but nothing from Disney themselves. And and they're supposed to air on Disney Plus, and we have no idea whether from Disney or from the BBC, we have no idea when the first of these specials is going to air. Uh, like, there, there's no news on that whatsoever. There was a mm-hmm. new announcement today, which is awesome, and you should probably check this out because it's, it's going to be very cool, that David Tennant himself, uh, who at this point, I think, you know, whether who's your favorite doctor, who's whatever, I think, would it be safe to say that in terms of the entire history of the show, I think David Tennant has now surpassed officially Tom Baker as, like, when you think of Doctor Who, you just think of David Tennant because, I mean, the guy's been the Doctor now for whatever, and he's kind of like the ambassador of, yeah. like, the franchise. You know, he's... Well, he's, I would think that, too, just because Dave, he was... I mean, what year was that? Five years, yeah. 2005 is No, I mean, what year? No, when uh, Tom, Tom Baker, when was he the doctor how many yeah i mean he was it was like the late 70s or into the mid 80s but i just mean for someone who has been there through all of it it's like Mm -hmm. i feel like you know if you were ranking doctors in terms of like importance to the actual show i feel like back in david Tennant's time as the doctor you still could have said that it was tom baker but now it's like at this point david Tennant just like is that show Obviously, mm-hmm. just his small part of it, but, like, the fact that he keeps coming back and stuff like that. And what I was going to say was the BBC announced today that on BBC One uh, in the UK and then on Disney Plus everywhere else, there's going to be a four-part uh, special hosted by David Tennant mm. uh, going through the entire 60 years, interviewing all the living Whoa. doctors, uh, okay. companions, showrunners, writers that are all still around, you know, the ones that are still around including, they said, even, like, David Bradley, who is now, you know, the current actor for the first Doctor. So they announced that there's going to be another four specials, like, four kind of interview documentary specials going into the 60 years of the show, which is awesome. But again, no release date for any of that stuff. And I'm just, like, it's kind of, like, I'm excited that it's coming back so soon, like, literally next month, but Mm -hmm. I don't know when. And, like, no one knows when. And it just feels, feels very odd to me. But I just wanted to check back in with you too. Are you going to be checking out uh, Doctor Who when it comes back next month on Disney Plus? I think I'm going to check out that like special, mm-hmm. and I definitely want to check out whatever it is you're talking about. This four part series of the yeah. say, last or the sixty years that sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I uh, oh, and also I do have to shout out in chat. Michelle said I loved Ambulance when we saw it uh, in theaters. That is true. I was very harsh on it at that time, but she she loved mm-hmm. it right away. She thought it was mm-hmm. very very good. Yeah, I I'm very excited. And then David Tennant too in the in the news was talking about. Uh, he said that one of the upcoming specials is like he said it's unlike anything Doctor Who has ever done before. So we'll see if that's true. But that's correct. He did say specifically he was like basically the BBC just told Russell T Davies to just like let him off the leash, like just go crazy Mm -hmm. do like what is your dream thing to do which is awesome and then again this week too another thing that i'm very happy about but with no concept of when things are coming or what's going on uh shooty gotwa started filming his second season as the doctor 
in his first season obviously I saw that. Not come yes, out yet. I did see that. So I was I was talking to my mom the other day and I was like, it's crazy. Not her fault, obviously, not not even really Chris Chibnall's fault with COVID and everything else. Like Jody Ridiker did like thirty episodes over almost five years, and like Shudi Gatwa mm. has already filmed uh, fifteen episodes in like yeah. the first year, and now he's already on to filming his second season. So it definitely seems like both the BBC and Disney are are very like gung ho about like making this show come back like with a big resurgence. And I'm very happy about that. I just have mixed feelings because I'm just like I feel like, you know, there's not a lot of communication uh, to the rest of the world of when these when these are going to be coming out. But right. uh, that's my bit on Doctor Who. I just wanted to get that out there. But uh, I'll leave it up to you. What do you want to talk about first? Out of uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Spider Man, and uh, Loki. Uh, let's talk Killers first. <laughs> okay, so do you want do you want to hit? Oh, do you hit yeah, the record? Yeah. Okay, guys, so this is, uh, if you're watching this on the clip out, this is a clip out from our main live show that we do every Tuesday night. We go live somewhere between 8 and 8.30 p.m. Uh, every single Tuesday. We talk about movies, shows, news, everything like that, and we are going to break down our thoughts on uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm going to warn you right now, there might be some light spoilers, but it is actual events that happen and everything, but I feel like to get into some of this stuff, we're going to have to talk about it. That being said, if you're not going to see the movie watch this if you still are going to see the movie i think still watch this i mean if you haven't seen it at this point you know we're, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that goes down but like i said it's not a big movie that like you can spoil because it's all a matter of actual historical fact but let's get into it and we have not we have not really shared our thoughts on the movie we, we watched mm -hmm. it together and then we just kind of went our separate ways uh i don't even know what you gave it you go. You're first. You're oh, you first. want me to go? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, man, I thought about it a lot. I don't really think I like this movie. I, okay. I, I don't think it was a very good movie. I mean, I think it was obviously positives. Let's start with positives right off the bat. Cinematography, tick, excellent. Set design, period. Costuming, everything like that. Lily Gladstone's performance is incredible. One of my biggest issues with the movie is that she's not in it enough. And I've thought about this movie in such detail and talked about it with so many of my coworkers that I'm like, I have so many like what if scenarios that we are not going to have time to get into all of them today. But just one of them is that movie starts with Lily Gladstone voiceover. And I was like, if you had just carried that voiceover through the whole movie, it's a way of having her presence be felt throughout the movie without actually being on screen. Uh, yeah, being on, mm -hmm. necessarily being on screen. I think De Niro's doing a really good job. I think, uh, to no fault of his own, I think Leo just feels a little, like, whether it's kind of feels like I've seen him do this kind of thing before, mm -hmm. uh, or, honestly, man, I think, I gotta just cut to it, my biggest problem with this movie, I think, is the direction. I really mm. think that he just, that Scorsese kind of fumbled this one. I, I think it feels very unfocused very i don't know it's i think he thinks that he's saying a thing that the movie is not saying and i think that there's a lot of people out there that actually feel like the movie is saying the exact opposite thing and and that is mm -hmm. that you know i feel like this movie was touted as this incredible from the osage perspective or not even from because you got to be honest with yourself, De Niro and DiCaprio are the main characters of this movie. Mm -hmm. It's not an Osage person. As much as Lily Gladstone is in it, Molly is not the main character. 
but that it that it is going to be a movie exploring the Osage perspective. I don't go all the way to it felt exploitative and it felt almost treated lightly. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I think about Goodfellas, and that's that's the typical Martin Scorsese guy goes into the life of the mob, big you know rise to prominence, and then the fall from grace. The difference is, and then the cool montages of the mobsters, you know, bumping each other off and stuff. The difference is, those are mobsters who are criminals, you know, taking out criminals. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Everybody loves watching Jordan Belford get up to stuff. Those are terrible, yes, but they are financial crimes, uh, you know, that he did go to prison for and everything like that. And then otherwise, it's him hurting himself in that movie. This movie, I actually got a little upset like watching it there's like a a uh killing montage in this movie and that's just like really bad people killing civilians like that's it that's just what it is mm-hmm. and i and i felt like it really treated it like i said i don't think there was intentional malice or anything like that i just think it really treated it lightly uh, and to me, that just left me a little unsettled. And then I really think that the ending of this movie, like, frays out and just like spirals out into yeah, so like, nothing. You no. did? Did you like the? Did you like the radio thing? No, I did not. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> listen, I liked it. And okay, I guess we're gonna. Oh, that was I a guess, cool idea. I only had two what ifs, and I guess we're gonna get into mm-hmm. both of them because you did bring up the radio thing. So my idea was to to kind of kill two birds with one stone was give lily gladstone this like you know you kind of see her get in the hospital and she's getting her strength back and you're doing all this and it's just to kind of have her sit there and be like present you know what i mean i give her a big moment in the trial to be like either defend her husband or call him out for you know something or have an outburst or something you know i i'm not i'm not a writer so don't i'm not gonna say that i know exactly well, what this would be but well yeah. one second just sorry get no you're fine just you know give her some big moment and then boom smack you know end the movie and say you know and then you know molly got everything she wanted and the guys went to prison and it was all good then smash cut to black and then give the real facts on stage when when the end of the movie is is he going to testify oh he's going to testify no he isn't Yes, he is. And then four no, seconds later, they're like, actually, it didn't matter anyways because they both went to prison and then they got out and they lived happily ever after. And nobody cares. And no, yeah, like it just yeah. felt like that to me. I did like Marty being in it, though. I did like okay. that. Yeah. Sorry, um, that's a very long now, thing. No, just, just a counterpoint but... <laughs> about kind of the, the big moment you're talking about. She doesn't yeah. really. Now, could one argue that her moment is kind of at the end where she wants Ernest to tell her the truth and he doesn't where she's kind of questioning him and she gets her answer and she walks away. Could one argue that's her moment, I guess. And I'm not trying to make that argument. I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, playing devil. I think that somebody could argue it. I don't think that's a very solid argument. I mean, I I feel like even in that scene, uh, Mm. I think the characterization of Ernest is another big, very big issue in this where, I don't know at the end of the day, I don't know if the movie is trying to tell me that this guy was manipulated and feels bad or if mm. he was 
not manipulated if I still don't know that answer? I think so it's, like, I, yeah. No, I think it was both. Personally, watching it, I felt as though he he knew what he was doing, but he's also an idiot. And you know, he loves that money. He said, "I love that money, sir. I do." Yeah. So he knows what he's doing, but and I think you know, you kind of go back and forth with the you know they love each other, but he's also like, yeah, but I, you know, I want to do this stuff and make money and all the you know. So I think it's kind of those two counterbalances going back and forth. I'm I'm with you on a lot of those points. I'd say mm-hmm. I I think I liked it more than you. I will say I liked it. I didn't love it. You know, for all the things you just said, I do feel like Lily Gladstone kind of takes a back seat about halfway through. Yeah, uh, maybe three quarters where she's sick for like an hour. It feels like she's just kind of. I think in it bed. is an hour, and it's like, okay, what? Where is? Where is she? You know, it's like, and even up leading up to that, you know, she has some great moments. Yeah, uh, but I feel like, she, yeah, like you said, she kind of takes a back seat to De Niro and DiCaprio, and I'm kind of like, well, I want more though. I want more mm-hmm. of her. I want more of Jesse Plemons. I feel like I did not get enough of him whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't even talk about him. I you know, agree. his best scene is you know him at the door asking Ernest, you know, about the murders, and that's about it. It's about clo- you know, pretty open shut case. I mean, these people, these people. uh what's it called? incriminate themselves you know yeah. like you know Erna, he's asking Ernest, oh do you know so-and-so or whatever did you tell him to do the murder or whatever and he goes no that was like his i forget what he says he's like oh it was him and then he opens the door and it's that guy and he's yeah. like oh i think we have to have a conversation for me honestly my biggest gripe is it just felt fucking long like yeah it fe- on top of I, everything I, people else, are saying i feel like a lot of people are saying that you don't feel i really felt it mm-hmm. i got out i was like is it like I thought it was like twelve o'clock when we got out. We went, we yeah. got in at what six forty-five, I think, yeah, it was, I think or seven so, ten. Yeah. I think it yeah. was, and I was like, it feels like midnight. I feel like I've been sitting in the seat for like four or five hours. It just that didn't. Really is what it felt like, yeah. The length, the the. I don't know. I don't think it was the editing. It just it just felt really long to me, and I hate to compare it to Oppenheimer, but Oppenheimer, I did not feel. I did not feel that like that was three hours. Yeah, that that flew by. You know, maybe it's just the nature of the story too we're telling. Uh, like you said, with all the murders and there's a lot of, you know, conver- obviously conversation and stuff in this movie as well. So maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I did want to though. Oppenheimer is all conversation. <laughs> this right. is a this is I would say you could qualify this as an action movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's violence all over the place, explosions yeah. like and it still felt so long. And I think to go back also to the point of. You saying, and I, you know, it's not just you. A lot of people said this. Yeah, is the kind of Osage point of view, kind of being lost, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think the only real moment off the top of my head that is like a big moment where you're like, obviously everybody knows this is a terrible thing that's happening, but what? Is, how are they feeling? You know, uh, is when they're kind of in the I don't know what it was. It's like the big circle, and uh, you know, Ernest is there, and I, I think it was right after one of one somebody died. Oh yeah, where, the, where he gives the um, speech the, like about the, um, the speech, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when this money came, we didn't know what was coming. Right, with right, it. right. Yeah, well, that's and I a think great that's scene like with them. Yeah, no, exactly. But it's like, well, I want more of that. You know, mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> I don't know. I think I I do agree with you. And again, like I keep saying, I'm sure a lot of I've seen a lot of other people say this. Uh, it's just we kind of got lost in the in the Burkhart, Ernest, and Hale story. And it's like, yeah, yeah but we want to see the Sage story, too. Like, we want to mm-hmm. see more of that that point of view. 
And I feel like it just kind of got lost in in yeah. in the three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing too is that like you go, I've seen people say online like, "Well, there's only so much time." It's like it's three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. What do you mean it's, what, it's so much? You could time. dedicate an entire hour just just to Molly's character. But to answer what you said earlier, I I actually think about it. I think. Her big, you know, to me, what I think, if she does get nominated for uh, uh, either, some people are saying lead actress. I don't think it would be lead actress. I think it would it would be supporting. And again, I feel like the movie did her a disservice of like, there she doesn't have that big like FYC moment. You know what I mean? She doesn't have mm-hmm. that big like Oscar campaign like you know Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon, and then like a big like like it, they're gonna do the you know my color scene. And, like, mm-hmm. that's such a subdued moment. And, like, I feel like she, like, Lily Gladstone brought 100% to this movie. And I feel like the movie, like, let her down. And, and mm. to me, honestly, that takes the movie down for me. Like, uh, against everything else. I think that just takes the movie down for me. But I think my personal favorite moment with her is in the trailer. It's that one where she's walking through the train uh, station where before before she goes to Washington and she's yes. just seeing yeah. all the all the white people come off the train and like they're that that's where the direction is like fantastic where like you oh know, yeah you treat these white people as like these uh you know almost monsters like really mm-hmm. like but but again just doing that with shots and with staging and stuff is not enough you need to know you need to actually live with the osage characters and hear them say those things you know don't just like shoot that scene, you know, where where they're looking, you know, frightened at them or something like that. Like, let me actually hear them. Like that other Osage character, I think his name was Henry, uh, uh, De Niro's neighbor that would like mm-hmm. was like depressed and stuff. That was another one that like he had a decent amount of screen time, probably the second most Osage screen time next to Lily Gladstone in terms of characters, uh, Osage characters. But even he, like, I, f- I feel like I, we barely actually knew that character. We just, like, knew things about him that Robert De Niro would say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah. It wasn't for me. I think, I, I, I really think it was a, just a, a miss. I, yeah, I'm I trying really, to – I want – there was another thing I wanted to which say. Which is super disappointing. Remember. But That's what I was going to ask about this, you, like, about Brendan Fraser. Yeah. He, he's, he's in the wrong movie. I think he is it, in the wrong movie. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And I feel again, I don't think, I don't think that any of these weird acting choices, like I just said that Leonardo DiCaprio did not do it for me in this movie. You're talking about I, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and, and I, I feel I, like all over the place real quick. I, people saying that this is Leo's, I, maybe not a lot of people, but people, have, I feel like yeah, people, people have said have that this is his it, best though. performance. I think it's, I think again, I, to me, Wolf Wall Street is his, best performance i yeah. i've seen and he's he's not bad he's not bad he's very good in this movie but it's yeah i don't know i and i i, I saw stuff uh, he's done snyder say this too on the hot mic the other day where he's like leo does not play an idiot very well and not i, I uh, guess not you know believably. after seeing it, i could definitely not believably yeah i could definitely agree with that like it's yeah, yeah i don't know trying to think of this there's anything else i'm sure there's like a bunch of, again like, this movie's three I, and a half hours we get, my most hyped just, thing going into going this into movie it. was de niro i was really hoping mm-hmm. that de niro would like get into this like savage level like 
you know, kind of casino vibe, you know, Goodfellas mm-hmm. era of just like uh, villainy. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like the movie didn't let him be a villain. It was like he, you know, it was like it was like somebody said to him, "Okay, you're doing all these bad things, but you gotta remember, you're the nice guy. You're the guy that everybody likes, so nobody knows that mm. you're doing this stuff." Oh, I mean, he's big but, time Two Face. Well, exactly. <clears throat> but what do we get with Two Face? We get we get him in private moments, you know, being angry. You know, Gor- you know, he threatens Gordon's son, and then nobody knows about it because you have to preserve. Actually, that's a fucking great analogy that you just brought up. Mm-hmm. You have to preserve the idea of Harvey Dent and not know about Two-Face, there was no Two-Face moment with De Niro in this. He was just happy-go-lucky all the time, even up to the end. And I get that he has to, like, maintain his innocence or whatever. Yeah. But at a certain point in a a three-and-a-half-hour movie, man, you gotta drop the act and give me a fucking great Robert De Niro, like, monologue or something, where he's like, you know, listen, you gotta, like, we need this money. Stop it. Like, there was never that moment. It was. I think it's more like, of a. I think his evilness is more of a kind of under the radar, sinister type. You know, planning out evil as as opposed to like what you're kind of saying. And granted, could he have used some sort of fiery moment? You know, as again, Brendan Fraser. I feel like kind of acting in a different movie, but he has that kind of you know moment where he's like, literally, he's yelling at Leo about. He's like you're not going to testify. And he, and Leo's like, no, I am. And he's like, no, you're not. He's like, okay, I'm not. Which again, this is idiot. This, this, he gets, this, he gets manipulated so easily. It's like, not even like, (laughs) so I, I do see what you, you mean, but I also, again, thought that it was kind of more of a, it's, it's supposed to be where it's like, I am the, the, the mastermind almost to this whole thing. You know what it is? And I, ju- I just thought about it. And he does. And sorry, real quick, he does that thing too, where I did like about his character, not liked, but he he is also on top of kind of being that kind of you know I'm using all these different terms, but puppet master or whatever. Yeah. Uh, where he's he's setting up his own guys to to basically walk into their own deaths. So he's he's tying up all these loose ends. You know, he tells the guy that to go true, rob yeah. the place, and then he tells the guy that owns that place is like, Oh, by the way, I heard you're going to have a robbery later tonight. Yeah. So, you know, he basically ends up getting that guy killed. So I did enjoy, again, not enjoy, but like that worked for me, (laughs) I guess. I I agree. I think that all of that was really good. I think what I've settled on hearing you talk now is I think it comes down to the portrayal of the movie itself. Mm -hmm. I think to me, I'm like in reality, this yeah. real guy that he's playing was a monster, mm-hmm. a like disgusting, murderous, greedy monster. And I-, I feel like Scorsese like should have found a way to show that, even if it's not mm-hmm. true to reality, even if he did keep that facade up his whole life and always claimed innocence and stuff. I feel like there there should have been some just absolutely like abhorrent, unredeeming moment. And again, he's setting these people up, and he's he's like, "You go rob this bank." Hey, I think somebody's gonna rob your bank, and then you know he blows him away and stuff. Like I get all that, but to me, because it's a Scorsese movie, I'm like, 
you're so kind of patterned and tr- to treat that stuff as like almost like oh man this is cool like he's setting that mm-hmm. guy up to get killed and it's like when in reality it's like these are like absolutely heinous things that like he's doing i don't know to me i it's so hard to put into words like exactly what i'm trying to like get at i just mm. i just you're think not that, alone too you know there's no, I these know, amount of yeah. people that and, are, and i really yeah, just feel i just way. really think it's that i just think for mm. me it's like i feel like he lost that i feel like he lost that thread somewhere in the mm-hmm. 3 hours and 36 minutes he lost that thread of like you know Yes, he's like playing the kindly old like neighbor and stuff, and then he's trying to keep up appearances. But like, yeah, you got to show me that this guy is like evil incarnate. Yeah, like when and, he walks in the the sheriff's office, he goes, "I'm here to turn myself in." And yeah, the sheriff's like, "No, no, no," you know, and yeah, he goes, oh, he goes "Slap the cuffs on me." Yeah, 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 yeah I insist. Yeah. <laughs> and again, though, I loved. Again, one positive though about De Niro, like he's still De Niro. Like I still no, love yeah. the like when he shows up with the goggles and like you know, so, <laughs> yeah. like when they're in the those very goggles beginning, are killing me. Yeah, when he goes, you know, I do like that money, sir, and he goes, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, like it was. What is it? Do you remember? I just remembered he does like that noise. He goes like, ooh, ooh. Do you remember <laughs> no, that in the very beginning that. of the movie? He no. does like a coyote impression yeah. or something. <laughs> But so like, so you will not you will not be rewatching when it comes to Apple. I will definitely not be rewatching in theaters. Uh, maybe when right. it comes to Apple, uh, maybe I'll give it another shot another or watch shot. it as like yeah. break it up. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. uh, like I do with the Irishman. Like if I if I'll rewatch the Irishman, yeah. I'll usually do you like the do Irishman it. more. Oh yeah, to me okay. every time I watch the Irishman, it gets better. To me, I'm I'm worried I'm either never gonna rewatch this movie ever. Mm. Or I'm gonna rewatch it and I'm just gonna hate it even more. Not yeah. I, not that I hate it. I'm gonna, just gonna find more to dislike <laughs> about it even more. Yeah. But all right. So star rating for you? I gave it three out of five because it's all still right. and a I gave really it good made movie. Three and a half out of five. And that's Boom. the review. There you go. Let us know <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, Killers of the Flower Moon below. Uh, we got into this nice little uh, discussion here about it, but uh, we want to know what do you guys think. Are we crazy? Uh, I, believe me, I know a lot of people, a lot of people that I work with that are like, what are you talking about, man? This movie <laughs> is incredible. I'm talking five out of fives, four and a half out of fives. And then if you, let alone the people I know, if you look at the internet, tons of people are saying that this movie is incredible. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're in the total minority. Maybe, you know, you think you got a totally different impression of the movie. Let us know down below. Make sure to like, comment, share this video with somebody else who saw Killers of the Flower Moon so that we can get their thoughts on it as well. Till then, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, for this part of the review. All right. What do we want to get into now? I'm thinking Loki. Thinking Loki. You're thinking Loki? All right. Yeah. I got got some good thoughts on Loki. I got to hit the record button? Yeah, we'll have you go first on this one. You want to lead it into? Yeah. All right. In three, two, one. All right. What's up, everybody? We are back with another Loki review. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing uh, season two, episode three of Loki. Eighteen ninety three is the title. So I'm going to give my initial thoughts on this episode. I liked the episode, from what I recall, because it was a few days ago that I watched it. Liked it a lot. I liked the introduction of Victor Timely, finally, you know, kind of in like a full length, I'd say, episode. You know, we saw mm-hmm. him at the end of Ant-Man. And again, I think they've done a great job of making 
any sort of Kang variants or uh, uh, what's the guy? What's the guy at the end of the season one? Uh, he who <laughs> uh, remains. He who remains. Like any of that, any of those kind of people uh, or characters uh, menacing. I'll be honest. I just at the end of I'm just confused. Okay, I'm confused on where we are going. You know, we have Renslayer who's after he. We're after Renslayer who's after Victor Timely. We have Miss Minutes who. It also seems to kind of have a separate agenda. So we have Renslayer with an agenda, Miss Minutes with an agenda, and then we have Loki and uh, more Mo- Mobius. I almost said Morbius. Uh, Mobius with another agenda. So I'm I, I I'm I'm confused. I think I might need some explanation from you, Renslayer. What are we? Where? What are we? What is our goal here with with Renslayer? Why do we need? Victor Timely. First, I just want to give my one-sentence okay, thoughts yes. on yeah. this, which is, uh, compared to the last thing we talked about, I fucking loved this episode. Okay, I, I yeah. thought this was <laughs> easily the best of this season so far. Mm-hmm. Maybe my third or second favorite of the whole show. First of all, you gotta, obviously, let's just say it, get it out of the way. Whatever's happening with Jonathan Majors, long, this has been a very long and protracted uh drawn out court proceedings and everything hopefully the truth comes out whatever happened whatever it does we can move forward with whatever Mm. we're dealing with the reality of he is in this show he is acting in the show he is a big big element and a big character in this show that being said i loved this episode uh i thought that jonathan majors was great i think this is my favorite uh portrayal of a kang that Mm -hmm. he's done so far and then uh, just to kind of roll into what you're talking about, man, I am like, I feel like the exact opposite. I, I'm like, I think I can see through the matrix and I can see through the fabric of, of the universe here uh, or the the uh, MC universe here. I, I think this whole thing, and we talked about it after the first episode where Loki, you know, you kind of see Loki prune himself and Sylvie's in the elevator and everything like this. And there's a great, uh, and I, I believe this before that video because it's it's there if you look into it, so it's no surprise that they made a video about it. Uh, I would recommend to you and to anyone watching this uh, to go check out Screen Crush's video on their kind of theory of where all of this is going. If I can remember, if I can remember in my brain when I when I post this review, maybe I'll throw it in the description. I think that, what's the, the title of the first episode? Ouroboros. Kihu Kwan's character's name, Ouroboros. Ouroboros mm-hmm. is a uh, also known in actual astrophysics as retrocausality, which is a big, t- essentially not necessarily a time loop, but you you know a grandfather paradox where the thing to make the thing the thing has to happen in order for the thing to be able to happen. Okay. I think you don't get a Kang ever in all of the multiverse if ravona renslayer doesn't put that tva guidebook into his window okay and i and you can't get ravona renslayer to put that tva guidebook into his window without a kang running the tva to send her there okay i think that what he said in the first season finale of if you kill me this is all just going to restart, and we'll be back here anyways. And what's the last thing he says to Sylvie? See you soon. Mm-hmm. I think that he knows that he dies 
sends Miss Minutes and Ravona back in time to give the TVA guidebook to his young childhood self. Mm-hmm. So that then Loki and Sylvie can go and fight him, and then Loki can bring him back to the TVA so that then he can take over the TVA. I think that the Victor Timely we meet in this episode is the Kang from Ant-Man and is he who remains. I don't think there's... Obviously, there's Kang variants, but I think in terms of the MCU's Kang, I think that we just saw the he who remains from season one, how he first gets to the TVA. And that is very confusing. Yeah. And I get that. And, and I, I don't so, know if everybody's going to keep along with that, but that is what I think is happening. <laughs> and I think, for me, it was always as though the season one He Who Remains Kang variant, whatever... It always seemed to me as though he was protecting everybody from the other variants. So now if what you're telling me is, well, actually... I think that's no, he... all true. Okay, but like... Well, then what am I afraid of? Am I, which one am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? Am I afraid of Victor Timely as he remains and the guy who takes over TVA? Or am I afraid of the variants? <clears throat> I think you're afraid of the variants. <clears throat> okay. So what I'm saying is... Because just sorry, real quick. Yeah, he no, always seemed no. like in season one, he was in that one one episode, I think, or two episodes, whatever just it is. One, yeah. Uh, he was. He came off very. I feel like kind. Is that just me? Like he didn't seem menacing whatsoever, really. Yeah, but you gotta <laughs> keep in mind that, I, like, what I'm saying, and this is like very out there, but like yeah. what what I'm saying is like, I think that the Victor Timely that is in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, six billion years later, or whatever it is, is the guy from season one. Mm -hmm. And it's after all of his experience. Like, I think that Victor Timely from 1893, when he goes into the TVA portal at the end of this episode, whatever the events happen there, I think that he is going to get into the TVA, take it over... Okay. Wipe everyone's memory, and then the whole pattern resets itself. When Loki was time-slipping into the past, and you see he who remains everywhere, I think that that's how it was in the past. Man, saying this out loud, I, I sound like a crazy person to myself. So please let me know if you're not like following along with me. But like that that's what I, that's what I think is happening. I think that he goes from Victor Timely. Victor Timely goes to the TVA with Loki. Loki loses control. Victor Timely takes over the TVA, builds statues and murals of himself everywhere, wipes everyone's memories, and I think that it all repeats itself. I think that the Ouroboros, you know, time loop, I -hmm. think that the whole TVA is one big time loop, is that the TVA has to be destroyed so that Kang can die, so that once the TVA is destroyed, Ravona Renslayer can go back in time and make sure that Victor Timely gets the TVA guidebook and gets to the TVA so that Kang can take over the TVA. And then I think somewhere along that line, Ant-Man happens and the multiversal war happens and he meets Janet and all that. Because I think that that, when he goes, this is it, the, uh, what does he say? Like the, 
the culmination of all my life's research, and he has that little orb thing. Mm-hmm. I think that is the probability matrix thing that he had in Ant-Man. I think that's the okay. orb that he's been trying to get to work. And clearly he he can design all this TVA stuff, but he's not going to be able to enact any of it until he gets to the TVA. And then once he gets to the TVA and has TVA technology, then I think it's all bets are off. Then he builds the purple suit. He does the telekinesis, maybe because he saw Loki use telekinesis against him, and he went, that would be handy to have. (laughs) I think he gets, you know, builds the time chair so that he can go on away missions from the TVA. And then I think the multiversal war happens, you know, all, all of this stuff. Because, you know, the Victor Timely is on the stage. He has a little mini temporal loom. So it's like, right. who built the loom at the TVA if it wasn't Victor Timely? Uh, that's that's what I think. Again, this is crazy. And I really hope kind the of show mind... pulls it off. Yeah. It is. It's kind of, it is really kind of a mind loop. But like I said, that Screen Crush video really just sets it out so so nicely and and uh makes makes you really able to understand it but that is what i think and and i think that it's it's all leading to and like miss minutes says you know originally i was just a you know a a basic ai Mm. i don't know if that's true i think maybe Mm. you know this miss minutes because all these tva agents they all think that their memories started at a certain point Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's when their memories started. I think that's when their memories were restarted. I, I think he goes in and wipes everyone's minds, maybe every couple thousand years, wipes everyone's minds, resets the TVA so that he can start all over again. And sometimes it's him. Sometimes it's the timekeepers. You know, I think that it's basically whatever he wants it to be. I, I just think, but then I think totally outside of the TVA, I think in other multiverses, there are the other Kangs. There is the Council Mm -hmm. of Kangs. And I think that it's more so that, uh, you know, I don't know if the Rama Tut Kang that we see in the post-credit scene of Ant-Man, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know if that guy has a TVA. I think we've been thinking about all this, like, wrong. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't think that it's every Kang has a TVA. I think it's just this is the TVA. But I don't know. It's very, very yeah. hard, but I love um, it. I love everything that's going on. <laughs> so just getting off, I guess, just getting off that whole thing. I, I, I really, I thought the whole kind of Miss Minutes thing was really cool in the episode. This yeah. episode, obviously, you talking about like the whole AI thing, but kind of seeing her have these like emotions as well and feelings towards uh, Victor Timely, which is very odd. And then her saying, her like putting her face on that mannequin. As yeah, though she was like, I need like a real body. I just got it got really really creepy for me. Yeah, which I thought was cool. So what you what do you think? Probably around the same. I yeah, I thought all lines. that stuff was great. I thought everything with Miss Minutes was really really good. I liked everything with Ravona that they were kind of mm-hmm. going. Also, another thing that again, the run times don't bother me as much as other people, but this episode was like fifty eight minutes. Like, without credits, it was, like, 51 minutes of actual episode. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty great for one of these Marvel shows to have, like, a 50-minute episode. I thought it was just... It all went really, really well together. Uh, Like, I just just really like where everything is going. And I I hope they pull through. I hope that everything lands, you know. Um, Because it would be a real shame if it kind of all fell apart. But, 
Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really, really, like, excited to see where this is going. Because if mm-hmm. they can, like, pull this off... And, and this episode was really the first time that I, I was like, wow. Th- to answer your question from earlier, this episode is the first time that I went, wow, this Kang guy, this Victor Timely, like, he is kind of slippery. Like, he, he is, uh, like, con man, like... To me, if this guy, as, like, bumbling as he is right now at the start, you know, if he gets a hold of the tech in the TVA, I feel like he could be unstoppable. Uh, Yeah, I did think that was interesting how, you know, he does the whole presentation, and it's like, wow, like, all this stuff is so cool. And then it turns out, like, none of it really works. Like, none of it really... Yeah, because it's like he can't actually... Right. Uh, yeah, because like none he of it can't has enact been... any of his actual designs. Yeah. Right. Or even like again on top of that too, he's kind of like a a good. He's a pretty good, I guess, salesman in a way. Like the guy with the the pants, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's gonna make you tall." He's like, "They're not working." He's like, and he's like ducking down. He's like, "Well, I, no, you look you look taller than me right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that was really cool. I think it did. You know, it kind of sucked maybe a little bit that Loki and. Mobius took a, a bit of a back seat, I feel like, in this, this episode. But That being said, though, I still think the beginning where they were mainly in was yeah. great. Everything no, I agree. Everything seeing Odin and Thor. And I them, thought that was awesome. Yeah, and it's like, again, and it's And that boulder like, kind of Yeah, and, and it, yeah. <laughs> it, you know what it really made me think? and Because I feel like we are getting to that point now where I think... I, I do think that Loki is only going to be a two-season show. Um, because mm. they talked about how they wrote it as twelve episodes, and yeah. you know that they, they talked about a couple weeks ago that they were like, "This is not going to be a like uh, season two finale is a cliffhanger like season one. The season two finale is the end of the story that we've been telling since the mm-hmm. season one premiere, uh, and that makes me happy to know that it's all plotted out and it's all thought through and everything. Um, and I think we are getting to the moment, and I think this little scene with him looking at the statues of Thor and everything. I do think eventually we're going to see them back on screen together. And I mm-hmm. think that they're starting to lay the groundwork of like, hey, he's doing all this TVA stuff and he's going to help bring down Kang. Uh, and Loki is this really big multiversal kind of important figure now. Uh, but he is also still Odin's son and Thor's brother. And like mm-hmm. that is a very important thing to this character still. And then they kind of hang a lantern on it with Mobius going, you know, you know, sometimes I forget you're actually one of these guys, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, uh, and I love that. We've been talking about that. I do love like, it's that... like, it's like all these carvings. It's like Thor, Odin, Balder. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like no, yeah. Where am I? Like... Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. And then I just thought that was everything with them was great. Uh, and yeah, I'm just really excited to kind of see where this is going, and I like. And again, I just think it feels very thought out, which is why I have so much hope that like they're gonna do some really cool like. I don't know if you want to call it a reveal or whatever, but I do think that we are leading to. I think they're going to reveal that that this Victor Timely guy is the Kang the Conqueror, and he also is He Who Remains. You know what I mean? I think it, it's it's just one of those things that. You know, we're going to have to let it see how it unfolds. Another thing I remember that helps to that is, remember in episode one, in the past, Loki hears that recording of Kang going, right. you know, Miss Renslayer, you've been extremely helpful to me. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that, I think that is like, 
the Victor Timely and Ravona that we just saw in this episode. Right. I think yeah. that's the two of them Did talking you, to each other. Yeah. Did you see like the theory that Ravona was like a Kang variant or something? No, I didn't. Oh, I, that's all I, I saw. Mean, I didn't be, see anything yeah. past that, but I could be, be wrong. But yeah, so I'm interested to see where Ravona and Miss Minutes go from here because they're mm-hmm. kind of stranded now at the end of time. Um, yeah. That's another thing too. Is again in this video, you know how the the what do they call it? The Time Palace or whatever? What was the name for that? Like oh, his I little mansion at the end of time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, or the Citadel of Time. Uh, how the Citadel has that uh, Japanese technique where it has, like, the gold to repair it all. Mm-hmm. So they said in that video, they were like, well, maybe it's repaired because it's crumbled before. And then mm. Kang puts it back together. And then in this episode, when they go there, it's crumbling down again. So he's like, maybe when Victor Timely gets there, he puts it all right again. And that's why there's it's been broken and then repaired and broken and repaired all, you know, over and over and over again. Man, I just really hope that they can, like, do this. Stick the landing. I, yeah, stick the landing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, again, I, I don't have any uh, – I really don't have any doubt that they're going to be able to because at this point the show has delivered nine incredible episodes over the mm-hmm. past two and a half years that are really, really good. So, I don't know. What what else? There's, so there's like, so much that is in this episode, too. I, I like, around and trying to get away from the – like robber baron guys mm-hmm. uh like i thought that was interesting and again i i do really like uh jonathan majors in this episode oh i agree yeah yeah maybe the bear the the kind of bear guys i might have been able to do without those it was guys. a little like benny hill yeah. at the end like running around with each other like you know he went out the window yeah Nobody yeah. went around the building to check we didn't even get to see uh loki and mobius ride on the bike I know, yeah. Well, maybe they're setting up for a jet ski. Oh, yeah, that could yeah. be it. <clears throat> yeah. All right. I thought it was That's our review. Yeah. Guys, uh, let us know. <laughs> what did you think of this most recent episode of Loki? Uh, let us know down below. And uh, until then, we will catch you guys in the next video. All right. Yeah, I just like – I you got to watch that Screen Crush video because it's just like – I was already thinking that, and then they just, like, lay it all out so, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I do think this is actually where they might actually be going mm-hmm. with this. <clears throat> all right. Let's talk some Spider-Man. Spider-Man so, 2. Uh, again, I, I figure we'll probably go... Do you want to do spoilers, or...? I mean, you're farther than me, so... Well, what was the last thing that you did? Uh, like the last thing I, I did video, just like was I beat it's not a, this isn't a spoiler I beat Mr. Negative because he's in the game people know he's in the game oh, okay so you still don't have Venom correct actual Venom no I don't okay yeah. okay so then yeah let's uh well I think we can then let's say spoilers for the first half of the game let's just do spoilers okay. for up to where you're at Um, and you kind of take the lead with like going into specifics, I would say, because I don't want to accidentally say anything that's good idea. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Welcome back again to the Planet Film Network. Again, this is another clip out from our show PFN Live that we do every Tuesday night. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the story so far, the game so far of uh, PS5 
uh, Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games. Uh, TJ, how have you been liking this? Like, I would say some slight spoilers only for about the first half of the game and forward, because neither of us have actually finished the game. Yeah, so, you know, I've been playing it pretty much daily uh, since I got it, and I'll tell you what, I love this game. I think it's definitely a big improvement from the first one as far as, you know, what not improvement, I guess. It's a lot of <clears throat> the the same, but also things tweak to make things even better as far as either the combat goes, the swinging, you know, the story I think is great so far. Uh, everything, you know, I love. I'm playing on fidelity or performance. Sorry, I'm playing on performance. Uh, I started on performance and I switched to fidelity and I, one I didn't I, honestly I didn't think it looked that good personally. It still looked good, but I I don't know if I was expecting more. The cutscenes I think look great, but when you're actually swinging around everything, I was like, yeah, it looks fine. But when I went down to 30 FPS, I was like, oh no, I I need the 60 now because I I saw it, so I was like, oh, I need the 60 back. So I've just been playing on performance basically the entire time. All the story beats so far, I, I've I've loved i'm not really exactly sure where they're going i'll say and i'm sure this is based off a comic that already throw out theories i might know the answer Um, i won't say anything i will throw out theories i i was i was going back and forth farther than tj is just yeah i was doing like and again i don't think a green goblin is in this game but i was kind of predicting like uh you know when they eventually probably do with spider-man 3 Mm -hmm. if Maybe they go with uh, a Harry as a goblin as opposed to Norman, um, which I think is a possibility. Um, uh, Or you could do both. You could just have both Osborns be like the villain of the third game. That would be awesome. Right. Um, You know, I've been really interested with Craven as well as a villain just to see kind of. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure going in like what his kind of what the point is and I'm, I'm still not quite sure if i know what his kind of end goal is but to see him kind of hunting these big game you know villains and and actually murdering them like i didn't think that was gonna happen like you know scorpion dead vulture dead uh you know i thought that was that was pretty crazy to see and who knows maybe he catches mr negative again i don't know and i think you know not to be all positive a, a qualm i have i think and I felt this from the beginning where the story, while I do love it, I feel it is, it feels very large. And I don't know if, and again, the game is called Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. but there are two Spider-Men in this game. And I feel as though maybe Miles is getting the short end of the stick, uh, personally. You know, maybe that improves in the second half of the story. But as of right now, I feel like we are very much caught up on Mr. Negative, Mr. Negative, Mr. Negative, Mr. Negative. And I'm like, okay, now what? You know, where are we going from here? We've kind of yeah. solved that. Now now what are we doing? You know, are we just going to be the sidekick? Or are we going to, is there more here, you know? Mm-hmm. And then one, again, this is another really small kind of qualm or critique I have. Is I, I, I'm a big fan of the stealth things. Uh, so, you know, Batman, you have a lot of the stealth kind of swinging, you know, yeah. gargoyle to gargoyle, you know, picking up people and stuff. You know, Spider-Man's the same thing, but they got rid of some of the fun little, like, like the, you could you could electrocute, like, some some dudes. You could yeah. do some of these little things when you were, uh, when you were stealthy that I don't think you can do anymore. 
And it kind of, I don't know why they got rid of that. Mm. <laughs> is that, is yeah. that just me? Okay. No, I, to no, yeah. jump in, to jump in, I agree with a lot. <laughs> Actually, I agree with literally everything you've said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the uh, I feel like it is harder to pull off extended stealth. Like in the first two games, because I was playing a lot of the first two games mm-hmm. in like the weeks leading up to this. So much so that I was I was worried early on in this game that it was going to be so different that I would be like, "Well, what the hell is this?" Because it's not <laughs> like where's the gadget yeah. wheel? Where's the you know right. the like? You I said, like the gadget wheel. I feel like people that like I liked yeah. it. I don't know. <laughs> I agree. I agree a hundred percent. That being said, I'm so far into this game now. I do like this system yeah. as well, but it is a different system. It is totally oh, yeah. different. And so I get the two f- sides mixed up. Yeah, I yeah I I still get a little. <clears throat> Like, I feel like it's not as intuitive, but also then again, you got to keep in mind, you know, we've been playing the previous game for either five or three years, respectively. Mm. So it's like we, we're kind of more familiar with how that game works and everything. This is brand new, so I got to keep that in mind as well. But yeah, overall, I feel, again, just to go slightly negative to this, like, incredible game, I do think they got they did away with some, like, quality of life stuff. That was really nice to have in the first game. Like I did like the the gadget wheel, and I liked that. I liked I liked more so in the first game and the second game. Uh, like the suit powers, I liked mm-hmm. that better than like this like suit tech uh, thing yeah. where you're just kind of like upgrading uh, slowly as you go. And I I do, but I but at the same side of the coin, I do like the uh, like tokens, the like city tokens and hero tokens mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, same. I think that's an interesting thing that like you know because I find my it keeps the game interesting to me when I'm doing the side quests. Is I go, okay, I just did a bunch of stuff. Let's see what I can upgrade. And then I go, oh man, I have like twenty five hero tokens, but I have like four city tokens. Yeah, and so then I'm like, all right, I gotta go back out. I gotta go back. I gotta hit the streets again and start. You know, I gotta start uh, checking for stuff. So I like that element. Uh, and then in terms of the story, I do think it feels very big, like mm-hmm. way big, like massive compared to uh, the other two. And again, we're not just talking about the map, which is t- twice as big. Uh, it's just like it really just feels like this daunting humongous like scope uh that is Mm. crazy and i would to clarify even further i would say i am considerably farther than tj is and i agree with the miles thing Mm. i you know i really feel like the main story in this game uh and again you could say well that's to be expected because the main story in this game is dealing with a lot of past spider-man villains and Miles just recently became Spider-Man. So, you know, a lot of them have more direct connections with uh, Peter rather than Miles. But, you know, it's like Peter, I'll be like, oh my god, what is going to happen with his and MJ's relationship and, and him and Harry and wh- how does Norman play into this and he's still dealing with the loss of May and all this. And, and then it's like, oh, and then Miles is dealing with a, a guy who's doing graffiti. <laughs> or like Miles, like there's a side quest where it's like, I'm yeah. helping a guy as Miles, I'm helping a guy, uh, you know, pro- or ask somebody to homecoming. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's nice, but I do feel, and then there's a lot of like, you know, uh, you know, I'll just like, Peter's in this epic like cinematic, and then he goes, I need Miles' help. And then Miles comes in, and he goes, that's Venom? Whoa, he's big. 
<laughs> and it's like, it's like, you know, it's like Peter is like going yeah. through this like crazy like experience in his life. And then, like you said, he doesn't necessarily feel like the sidekick. But at the same time, he does kind of feel like the sidekick in this game. Mm. And again, I, I feel like I still feel like I'm not achieving the right balance of, yeah, of, you said of that, who yeah. I'm going with. And I think it's I, I, I think it would be crazy uh, to fool yourself into saying that this game is 50 50 between the two of them. Oh, I think no, it is. Def- I, just, I think it yeah. is definitely I would say it's definitely mainly Peter's game. And, and I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And again, it's like. But again, it. I'm not I think mad at that. Like, they're kind but, of affected by that because of the story they're trying to tell. I mean, again, yeah. it is so big. Uh, you know, we saw the trailers that were like, okay, Venom's going to be in it. But then it's like, okay, well, Craven's going to be in it. But then Craven is also hunting down all these past villains. So then yeah. you have Lizard, you have Vulture, you have Scorpion, you have Mr. Negative. Yeah. You know, you have all these characters and you have to kind of condense it into this tighter kind of story. So obviously something's kind of going to gonna get kind of pushed to the side and i do enjoy what they're doing with miles as a character but like you said it's just like it's definitely more of a peter-centric story and like have (laughs) you done any of the mysterio stuff yet i've done two of those so like that's uh like mysterio in this game that is one thing that is exclusive to miles like Mm -hmm. to do all the mysterio stuff mysterio is a hundred percent a miles villain in this game uh which is cool it's very cool that Miles has that, but they're all optional side quests. You know mm. what I mean? None of them, nothing, Mysterio is not a part and has no impact on the main story. It's so far, I mean, maybe he maybe he does in the end or something or, or closer to the end. Because I am farther than TJ, but I am not, I am not at the end. So maybe he does come back or something. But, like, I was just thinking, too, it's like, you know, maybe, like, Vulture or maybe Craven uh, could have, you know, hunted the Prowler. And then that would be a way that, like, you know, Miles could get in, like, very personally in the fight in the fight against Craven. And then to be, you know, to be honest, I think Miles, there is one mission in particular that Miles has to face someone uh, that is very challenging for him to face. Yeah, am I um, not there yet? No, you're not there yet. But oh, like, okay. it's, thought that would have been the Mister Negative fight. <laughs> it's very, it's very interesting. Like, and and that's probably uh, you're almost there. Like, you're you're okay. pretty close. But like that, that's a really interesting one. You probably actually are going to play that tonight, to be honest. Yeah. But like that fight was very interesting and it was very cool. But like for me now, that's like six, eight, ten hours ago, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm literally just every time I switch to Miles. His mom's just like, oh, make sure you check out the bodega so that we can. And then they're like, oh my god, somebody's robbing the bodega. Mm-hmm. And it's and I get it. maybe the intention was like big epic stuff for Peter, and then like being the friendly yeah, Miles is Spider-Man. the neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I, and and I'm again, I'm not saying that that's like a knock on the game. Mm-hmm. I just think that's very much what the game is. Like it, it right. very much feels like Miles is making sure that nobody is like getting forgotten during all of this chaos. It does feel like you um, could have gone cool. in a Spider-Man three just to try and condense it even more. You maybe put like a, the venom in Ve- Spider-Man three 
or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but they again, they already teased it in Spider-Man 1, so it's kind of like, I feel like you kind of have to do it now in the second And I one. will say, overall, uh, like just like the first two games, really, mm-hmm. is uh, they do a really good job. Huh. I just thought to myself, I just went, uh, who was the villain in Miles Morales? How mm-hmm. come they're not in this? Tinker. And then I remembered. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then I remembered what happened. But, uh, you know, like uh, the first two games, there's kind of like a villain for the first half of the game and then a villain for the second half of the game. And I feel like within that, with Venom being the villain for the second half of the game, uh, I, I think it does that very well. Like, mm. I, I think I will say that Craven. I, I'm not going to tell you that Craven's story is wrapped up because uh, it's definitely not wrapped up, but kind of how that kind of handoff happens is very, very cool. Kind of the same way that, you know, the first Spider-Man game, you're like, oh, Mr. Negative is the main villain. And then, like, the last eight hours is like, oh, psych, Doc Ock is loose on the city. And then Doc Ock is very much, you know, the main villain of that first game. So I think it's doing that really well again. And then I'm thinking, too, you know, maybe when DLC, you know, storylines come out like they did with the first game, uh, maybe there'll be some big, you know, heavy Miles DLC and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then again, I think, like you said, they already said that they are definitely doing Spider-Man 3. So, you know, maybe that'll be more Miles focused. I would love to see it take some inspiration from the movies, bring bring Spot in. Uh, you know, have Spot oh, yeah. be a, a big villain in Spider-Man 3 or something. Or somebody else, just make somebody else a Miles villain. You know what I mean? Miles mm-hmm. has been around for 10 years in the comics. Uh, going back to yeah. real quick on Mysterio. Was Mysterio yeah. a villain in either of the last two? No, he wasn't in it at all. Okay, so it's established already that Mysterio is Mysterio, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's another thing, too, actually, that I really love about all three of these games is that they just, like... Like, this universe, this Spider-Man universe has just been chugging along for a decade oh, yeah. when we joined uh-huh. in. I, like, I love yeah. that. Like, and I got a little confused with the lizard, because replaying, because I literally just finished uh, Spider-Man PS4 or PS5 remaster. Uh, I watched the end of that, and Dr. Connors is in that as Dr. Connors with one arm and as a scientist. Right. And then I went, wait a minute, but... In the first game, he talks about fighting the lizard years ago. And I was like, how does that make sense? And mm-hmm. then this game explains it. It's like mm-hmm. he, he he was the lizard for many years, and he's already rehabilitated. Like, I like that mm-hmm. there's so many villains uh, that, like, it, it's kind of that No Way Home uh, thing where in No Way Home, like, Peter's whole thing was, no, we have to save these guys. I don't care what they did. You know, everybody deserves a shot at redemption. This game, especially Spider-Man 2, feels a lot like No Way Home in that respect, where it's like, no, all these guys, no matter what they did, they deserve to be given a second chance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If they're going to take it, they deserve to be given a second chance. Like what you, you know, where you just left off with Mr. Negative. Like, so so I really like that in this game. But uh, yeah, the gameplay itself... I do really like now that I've gotten used to it. it, Again, it's still a little confusing to me on how certain abilities recharge and when they recharge. One thing that I don't like that they definitely made harder is that you can't heal until you have a full focus bar. Yeah. Uh, Whereas in the last two games, it was if you had any amount of focus. If if you had any amount of focus, you could heal. So even if you had a little sliver, 
you could get that like 10 you, HP back. But do you find yourself like losing a lot of health? Not like because you can't play the game or anything. This game but feels much harder than the first. That's game. what I thought. Okay, yeah, like much harder. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, I'm getting got right now. And I was yeah, like, and like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh man, I gotta like do like three dodges in a row before yeah. I can heal. You know? Yeah. It's definitely tough if you're not upgrading that. And uh, now there's the parry system in this too that the the previous games didn't have. Yeah. Uh huh. Parry's always been hard for me in in all video games. Parries have always been hard for me. Um, In this one, they do the nice big like white, yellow, red. Like hit the button. (laughs) There's blue too, where it's like, oh, you gotta, you can't, you can't parry it. Yeah, you have to dodge. dodge. Yeah. Um, trying to think there was another thing oh another thing i really really like that they improved from and i don't know if this is, it was like this in miles morales but you don't have to one there's there's the the kind of like you're swinging around and you get like the red triangle the big like danger thing and you go yeah. do it those are kind of you want to do them fine you don't no big deal you know you don't have to do those yeah because mandatory. all they give you now is tech parts which like the tech just the basic tech parts those are those anywhere yeah right. whereas and before it was like if you don't finish all of those and if you don't get the bonuses you're like not even playing the game what are you doing right <laughs> and then speaking to the kind of completionist that i'm you know i'm not a big kind of platinum trophy hunter but i will be platinuming this game yeah uh all those kind of side quests they're not really ranked except for the mysterio ones but even those you don't have to get a gold to get the trophy you know it's just finish it or get i think probably it's probably at least bronze maybe which is you know the easiest to get that i really really like i'm glad Mm. they kind of did away with that from uh the first game because some of those would be you know i can't really remember any of the specific side quests but you know if you mess one thing up and it messes your whole run up you got to restart the whole thing yeah, I mean it's like you know. like uh Harold's pigeons. Remember that mm-hmm. one? Like with yes. the yeah, Harold's <laughs> yeah. pigeons. It was like if you didn't catch the pigeon fast enough, you'd get silver, and then it'd be yeah. like, well, try again. You need gold. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, something I really enjoy the wingsuit. I really, really oh, yeah, love the, flight, the wings. The, the, the f- traversal is crazy. I think that's awesome, and it feels. So, I don't know what it is. It just feels really good to kind of go through those rings and get the the speed, you know, the speed yeah. up, especially when you're chasing the the robot birds through the city. Yeah, I am shocked at how good the 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 wings like when you're flying like that controls. Because sometimes like those birds yeah. are like going like this, and you mm-hmm. you can really just kind of keep in the thing, mm-hmm. and it feels really good to do. Honestly, it feels so satisfying. Right. There was one. Of, oh, I really enjoy the kind of uh, catapult things that they brought. Oh, yeah. You know, to get to either like cross through like the big river or even just like as one of the upgrades, like if you're standing on the street, you can just like catapult yourself up. I think that is like so cool. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think that's it. I don't know if I have anything else to kind of touch on here. I mean, in general, I just think this game is like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, actually. One question I do have for you, I guess, then just to give me a don't you know don't say anything. Give me a gauge, though. So I, you know, I beat Mister Negative. So am I nearing that kind of switch? Yeah, you probably have like two or three more missions. Oh wow! Because okay. Miles has to thought. have that big fight. Right. Yeah, like what and you're then... saying. I don't know who we're fighting. <laughs> I think there's only two more missions after that. 
Yeah. I do find it interesting. I guess I do. I kind of like it where it's kind of, as of right now, it's forcing me kind of to just do the story because like I said to you, Miles is trapped and Peter has to go find him. And it's like, you can't switch to Miles because he's trapped and you have to go find him. So it's like, well, just do the story. So don't do any of the side missions. So you, you got (laughs) to, uh, you got to the conversation between Peter and, Mr. Negative or no, no, oh, I've got that's, that's like, like that's like ne- no, that's next. That's okay. Like yeah, I was gonna say step. that you're like four yeah. seconds away from that. Then okay. you know if you that's yeah. immediately after the fight with Miles. So right. uh, immediately after the Mr. Did, Negative fight with Miles. So. Did now real quick again just to kind of clarify, did uh, Miles like steer steal his energy? Uh, I or think is he so. Just... It seems okay. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was just a way to like, because very, uh, you know, obviously in the movies, Miles's electricity is blue, but mm. in the games it was yellow. I think it was just a way for them to get the game to be blue now, because mm. now his electricity okay. is blue. Like, I right. not that not that I'm mad at that, but I think it was just yeah. like, I think you absorbed his energy. You have mm. like negative electricity, so it's blue now. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, another thing that I love. We gotta talk about the spider bots. What's oh, going the spider on, bots man? Are cool. Yeah. Have you looked up at the sky ones? The sky ones. Like, no. have you figured out what's going on? No, I don't think so. How many of them have you collected? Uh, at least half. Oh, okay. Then I, you probably just either weren't paying attention or don't remember. Oh, maybe. <laughs> they. I think they're like setting up Spider Verse, like the. Oh. All those bots have spiders. Yeah, they're, they're all portals. like different. I thought it was just like a cool little like you know. No, I mean I'm saying like find one that's in the sky. Look yeah. at it. It's the yeah. octagon portal from oh, the movie, like the okay, literal yeah. same portal. Uh, and Genki's like, you know, the message is coming from uh, the same signal that we use, but there can't be another. Right? Yeah, I heard him say. It. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that. like oh, okay, I think yeah. it's literally like I think they're literally teeing up that like maybe at the end of this game. I'm not. I have no knowledge of this. What I mean, this Spider Man was in Spider Verse, so yeah, exactly. Like I'm, yeah. I'm literally wondering now if maybe this game ends with a a handoff to Beyond the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe one or both of our characters uh are gonna go maybe that's a way that you can do another game is maybe at the end of this game maybe the reason he was in across the spider-verse is maybe this peter gets sucked out into the multiverse leaving (laughs) this miles alone oh my god yeah that would be and again if that happens i i am nowhere near that so if that is what happens i am not Mm. saying that as like something i know uh but i mean clearly something is happening with the spider-verse because that's where all Mm. these guys are from i mean there's spider ham spider-man noir <laughs> if you haven't played with the spider-man noir skin yet by the way i know i haven't on i haven't like purchased it yet oh, okay yeah the last other, thing I just love it last thing i want to talk about real quick is the mj missions much improved in this game much improved mj overall is much improved yeah i i did not even realize they cha- they changed her model as well as uh black cat yeah black cat i definitely i mean uh, I noticed that MJ was different just because the hair was different and it looks right. more like the actress now. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Cat, I noticed like immediately. I was like, she looks very different. Like it's a yeah. new suit, different. She's just popping it out of the sanctum like too, face. dude. 
I laughed at the Wong message. I, I really that thought funny. for a second that they were about to do some crazy. So shit. did I. So. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is about to happen?" And then, but the Wong, the the little Wong uh, shout out, little Wong cameo was great. Yeah, like just adding to. Uh, man, if this game had come out on schedule, that would have been one more thing in the 2022 year of Wong when he was in everything in that in that like year right. and a half. Man, gotta love Wong. If they ever bring Wong into this universe. Which I don't think they ever will because I think the Avengers might just be dead at this point. Like I think oh, that's yeah. people just, are like, I, where are the Avengers yeah, doing all this? I, I think it's that's like, just so up. funny. It's like, oh my God, like just accept it. Like it's it's funny that you know they could have done the the games could have been exactly the same with no Avengers Tower, mm-hmm. but they they threw it in there just to have it in there. You it wasn't I mean? in just the first that, one, right? No, it was. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, it would be like like in the first one, he would swing by and he'd be like. I guess they're always on the West Coast. I guess they're like the West Coast Avengers. West Coast now. Avengers. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're like the Great Lakes Avengers now. No. But uh yeah, like I don't think any other Marvel characters are ever gonna enter these games. Yeah. And I'm totally and fine I'm with that. Thinking one just looking ahead, and I don't know what, you know, happens at the end of this game. Do you think there's a you know, obviously we have Venom. Do you think there's a carnage possibility in the in the uh, follow-up? I think hundred percent. Okay. I think a hundred percent. I I would go as far as to say, I would think a hundred percent there is a carnage tease at the end of this game. I mean, why would you not? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even right. if, even if it's just like a side villain or a DLC or something. You know what I mean? Because obviously they're not going to make another whole game based around another symbiote. You know what I mean? It's not like a movie where you can just like have at it. But I will say, man, when you get to Venom, dude is juicing. That guy. I've seen like, images. I mean, I've seen those screenshots and stuff. He is gnarly. He's wet. He's gross. He's like, <laughs> like if you think yeah. this is going to be like the Venom from the movie, that dude is like a contestant on the Great British Bake Off compared to this guy. <laughs> like, this is Gordon Ramsay full Hell's Kitchen mode. Now, do you know? Okay, real quick, lastly. And again, maybe th- this is probably a spoiler, so don't say anything. I guess is vet is Venom somebody or is Venom just Venom? Um, you know what I mean. I'm assuming he's probably someone to take the form. I'll just that say he takes. Venom is not just Venom. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. some might even say that we <laughs> are, Venom. are Venom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say, I just played that scene. I just mm. played the first uh, "We Are Venom." And I was like, oh, they, oh, okay, yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, like, there's some, there's some actually kind of terrifying moments in this game. Really? Wow. I, I would say, I mean, the first like kind of truly like Venom is unleashed like yeah mission. Pretty. Nice. I was scared when I was MJ going through the the tunnel when I was trapped in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Peter. <laughs> yeah, that was Peter. Uh, last thing I'll uh, question I have for you is. Uh, as far as side missions go, have you completed any of them fully? Uh, the Mysterio ones. Okay, so yeah, I've I done... I did all the Mysterio ones. I did all the Sandman ones. You which did I... all of the memory shards? Yeah, I think there's only... I, I don't even think like there's 16. 20. Yeah, it's not that oh, yeah, many. So, yeah. Yeah, and I do also, really quick, like the fact when you when you go past things, it just kind of puts it on the map. Where it's like, oh yeah, you passed this. So oh, here it is, you know. Yeah, like, like so you hey, if like... you want to turn around, you can do that. Yeah, but right. Uh, I love that. Yeah. So I finished that, and I finished all the prowlers because I I've always had fun doing those kind of 
you know, oh, like scan the, the environment to see. Yeah. yeah, I love those kind of things. So that those were easy too. I think that was like eight of them. Mysterio, I've done the least just because it's like, you know, you start off doing it and then it gets like harder, yeah. where it like makes them invisible. I'm like, I don't really need to. Oh, just... if you keep hitting R three, you can just oh. spam R three, and when you go okay. into like the detective like Spidey yeah. sense vision, mm-hmm. you can see them. Oh, okay. I just found that cool. out because I did it. I was just mm-hmm. like, I just hit that, and then I realized you can just keep fighting and just spam R three, and you can see him. But yeah, mm-hmm. and if you press triangle, although if you've already done that, I'm assuming you already played it. But if you ever replay that one, mm-hmm. like if you press triangle, you'll still zip to them and stuff. But yeah. Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think if there's any other side missions or any other. I just really like questions. It. I have. Uh, I just think it's very. Have good. you tried performance mode? That's all I've been playing. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. Yeah, I've only been playing on Fidelity. After you said mm-hmm. that, I think when I go downstairs, I think I'm going to try it on uh, Performance. Oh, and have you had any kind of bugs or anything? I've had a lot, actually. Really? Yeah. I've I mean, had anything. I, my game has crashed like four times. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I, I wouldn't describe it as anything that like, has hindered my experience at all. Yeah. Because it literally just crashes, and then I go... Uh, you know, all right, let's go. Uh, you just hit re- send report. Relo- reloading, too. Again. It's like, what, 10 seconds? Dude, have you, you fast know, like... traveled yet? No, because I'm Spider Man. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. I The only thing that I fast travel to is like, if I'm going, bef- if I'm playing before work, like mm-hmm. if I'm closing and I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's fucking, you know, I'm in, yeah. I'm in Harlem and I got to get to, you know, downtown Queens on yeah. the other, the complete <laughs> other side. And, yeah. and it goes. The little triangle pops up and it says forty seven hundred meters, and I'm like, mm. "All right." Oh, I'm swinging that entire way. I'm going yeah. the entire way. <laughs> when you, if you fast travel for the first time, yeah. dude, it is crazy. It is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just instantaneous, and then it's just you just swing into frame or fly into frame, and you're just going like it's. Mm. It's so awesome. It feels so cool. I also really like the that like the Sandman uh, opening. Well, in general, I really like that. But I like that it like kind of reminded me of Fortnite in a weird way, where like there's yeah. still sand all throughout the city. Like mm-hmm. I'm so far into the game, and there's still sand everywhere. Like the cleanup was like realistic on that. That like there was like palm trees and stuff. Like by you know, I, I really really liked that. But that was a really cool fight. Yeah, my I game like runs. The boss uh, fights have uh, health bars now too. Agreed. Uh, my game runs uh, smooth as butter, no problems yet, and I hope oh, none of them. Well, there's rise. the difference. I've been playing in fidelity every time. Fair enough. I've been yeah. playing performance. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, that has a crisp 60 FPS. I will tell you that. Assuming I don't, I don't think it has gone, has dropped. I feel like it's mm. been like a constant 60. I could be wrong, but uh, there was one other last thing I wanted to say. I can't remember. Did you do the miles? Sorry, the other side mission I did. I did those miles like school missions. Oh yeah, I didn't finish I all did those. of them yet. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I just did the one that was like asking, like uh, helping with the homecoming. Yep. Proposal mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, did you? Yeah, like I like those. Did you do the lost grandpa? Yes. Yeah. Man, I did it as miles. Did you do it as Peter? Oh, I did it as Peter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did it as miles, and I was like, "Damn, this is." That was a good one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I love this game. I love these games because Insomniac really, even in Rift Apart, in the most recent Ratchet and Clank, like they put so much emotion 
into mm. these stories uh, for all their games. I, I really think just in general, the last thing I want to say is just in general, I think Insomniac is, like, killing it. Oh, like, yeah. just absolutely killing it. You know, they, they've been okay relative to other studios with, like, release dates and stuff. Let's hope that Wolverine game is, like, crazy good. I really hope so. Uh, but, yeah. I think that'll do it. <clears throat> that'll do it. All right, so for if you've been joining us just for uh, the Spider-Man 2 review, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us. Let us know what you thought of the game down below. Have you finished it? How far are you? Uh, do you agree with us? Do you think that it, the other two games are like way better than this one? Uh, let us know. Do you think Do you think it was worth having to upgrade to the PS5 uh, for this game? Uh, let us know all that stuff down below. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for uh, this review. And thank you guys so much for joining us for uh, this episode of PFN Live. Uh, it has been an honor uh, and privilege, as it is every day here uh, at the John Campius. No, that's a different show. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share this video with a friend. Uh, I have been one of your hosts, Sean Monk. I've been your other host, TJ Cornwell. Thank you for watching. Please check us out on all our socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, let us know what you thought about any of the reviews or games or movies in the comments below, and we will see you next time. Boom. And join us next time for our Halloween show. We're going to be talking about uh, the entire uh, franchise of Final Destination. Boom. <laughs>